Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got a lot of crazy stories, and our first story of the day is from Chicken Wing 919 Entitled Relative Rubs My Stomach. So this is a relative of my husband's that I've met maybe three times in my life. We'll call her May. Also, a little background, I had a baby 11 months ago. Recently went to a bridal shower with my mother-in-law. Was going great until May came to greet us. She greets my mother-in-law, and when she turns to greet me, decides to rub my stomach and ask me when the next one is coming along. Asking when you're having a baby is already a big no-no, but rubbing my stomach at the same time? Now this isn't, let's say, my mom or sister jokingly rubbing me and asking, although that would bother me, it would bother me less. No, this woman's not even related to me, and I'd only met her maybe three to four times prior. I was too stunned about what just happened that I just smiled and said, no immediate plans. Looking back, I have two thoughts. One, what the freak? Two, was she expecting me to say, yeah, I'm pregnant because I haven't lost all my pregnancy weight? Would you guys agree that the only time you ask when a baby is due is when you know with absolute certainty that the mother is pregnant? Or do you think that sometimes you can actually tell just by appearance? Let me know what you guys think down in the comments. Our next story is from Potato Bin. So this is my entitled parent encounter at a supermarket. So I was buying chips at the grocery store and I really wanted Lay's barbecue chips. So I walked to the chip section to take it. It was the last bag. When I was taking it, a woman with her five-year-old rolled around the corner and shouted, Stop! I want that bag of chips! I told her no and she shouted at the top of her lungs. My reaction was like, what the freak is wrong with you? It's just chips. An employee came and asked, Ma'am, why are you shouting in our store? She was like, because this kid wants the last bag of chips. And keep in mind, I am a child. The mom looked at me like I did something wrong and I shouldn't have taken the chips. After I paid for them, I walked home, but she followed me home without me noticing. Like, who follows a child home because of chips? They knocked at my door, so I opened it, and when I saw her, I was livid. I shouted, Get the freak away from my house, you jerk! You followed a kid all the way to his freaking home with your child because of chips? You are pathetic! Her face said, Oh my god, he talked back. She left my home, and I never saw her again after that. This is honestly one of those situations where you take out your phone and you take a picture or you start recording and then you switch over and start calling the police because following a kid home like that, that is not okay. Our next story is from Hollow Wind. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. My mother always harped on me to pull myself up by my bootstraps and that kept me trapped in the poverty I was born into. She's the kind of person who's also encouraging me to give her a grandchild and that that's what government assistance is for. But another story, I took the first job that would hire me out of college because I couldn't afford to just sit around and wait. It was only a dollar above minimum wage. I eventually moved to a city in hopes of a better job, but 
was still trapped in the desperation cycle, taking whatever I could find. Once I got an interview for a decent job, but then couldn't afford transportation to the interview. I sold my broken car after a few months of moving. A few years of low-wage jobs, even working multiple, of course, no overtime pay because they're separate, I sustained a life-altering work injury. I now have an easier but still low-paying job. Now the real kicker, I chose those jobs. Apparently, I should have just gotten a better job. Meanwhile, my rent and bills would somehow magically pay themselves while I was looking and waiting for interviews. She never offered me a place to live and save money. I would have to pay rent under her house and obey rules like 10pm curfew, no exceptions even for a job, I'm irresponsible for renting the cheapest place in town and having three-fourths of my income go to rent and bills. I was doing what I was told and obeying my parents by going to college, but somehow I should have known when I was a minor at 17 how the job market would be years later. I think this is just what it is to be raised by an uncaring narcissist. Nothing you do is ever going to be good enough for them. They're never going to be exactly proud of you. If you didn't somehow make it like they did, it was because you failed yourself. You just didn't try hard enough somehow. You just can't help but feel bad for anybody that has to experience stuff like that. I think at some point you realize that it's just easier to cut them off and move on without that baggage weighing down on you. This next story is from Star World 8311. Entitled kid tries to take apart TV, then the entitled parents come along. For about 10 years, I was one of the teachers and supervisors for a kid's room, basically playroom, at a fraternal organization. The kids were ages 1.5 to 14. I usually was there with the younger kids, but the day of this incident, I'd just finished my shift when the older kids' activity got out. Some of the older kids were hanging around waiting to be picked up by their families. Entitled boy, 10 years old, male, and his sister, 9-year-old female, were waiting for their grandma and parents, entitled mother and entitled dad. Their grandma was one of my least favorite people in the organization at the time. I didn't know entitled mother or entitled dad, although I'd seen them around. Because there were still kids waiting, the other teachers and supervisors and I decided to keep the kids' room open so they could play until they got picked up. Some of the other adults were around too, but I was the one assigned to the room during this time. My boss came in and told me that it was okay to let the older ones play video games, so I set that up. The kids were taking turns with the controllers, so I was keeping an eye on them, but not really worried about that part of the room. Maybe four or five older kids. There were four younger kids, so they needed more of my attention, but I was multitasking. I saw the TV screen flicker for just a second, and the older kids started calling for me even though I was two feet away from them, to come see what's wrong. As I was telling them that I'd be right there, Entitled Boy yelled, I'll fix it, I can fix it. He went behind the TV and I heard something plastic fall. Now, there's nothing behind there, and nothing around except the TV, the desk that it's on, and the wall. So I knew that the plastic thing has to be part of the TV. The controller's plug in the front, but the back has a panel that pops open for repairs. Entitled boy had popped it open and was trying to take it apart. I rushed over there, pulled his hands away and told him to stop. He was adamant that he knew how to fix it and that he'd help his dad fix their TV at home. His sister was shaking her head. He tried to grab at the insides of the TV again and I told him that he needed to be over at the other end of the room for a while if he couldn't control himself. I got the game going again and the rest of the kids were playing and watching again. 
All of a sudden, Entitled Boy huffed out of the room. He came back in with Entitled Mother and Entitled Dad. Entitled Mother yelled, You are never to talk to our son like that again. Do you understand? You're not in charge. We are here, so we're in charge of him. If you have a problem with him, you come tell us, but don't ever talk to him again. Entitled Dad chimed in with, He does know how to fix the TV. We have one like that at home. He knows what he's doing. At this point, the sister was almost crying and had become a bump on the floor from embarrassment. I told the parents, I'm in charge of this room right now and I couldn't leave because I have other kids to supervise also. You don't need to yell at me and if you have a problem with how I run the room when I'm here, you can take it up with my boss. They collected their kids and left, slamming the door behind them. My boss came in about half an hour later and apologized for the parents' behavior. I told them exactly what happened because, of course, they only told them that I'd yelled at their son for no reason as he was trying to help fix the TV. I asked him what I should do in the future if I have that or a similar situation with that family, and he said to get the grandma or get him right away, even if it's calling him on the phone. He's usually in another part of the building when we have it open. He said that I did the right thing in this case though, and that he talked to the parents and make it clear to them who was in charge. A week later, he posted a laminated sign on the room door that we filled in with our names when we were there. Kind of a teacher's name is on duty, except it was worded a little differently and had a blank for two names for the different age groups. It sounds to me like this 10-year-old boy was trying to do a let's get electrocuted inside the TV speedrun. If that's how they helped their dad fix the TV, maybe it was their first dad they helped out. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Carl the Well-Endowed. It was a dime. This just happened and was one of the stupidest interactions of my life. I was in self-checkout at the local Freddy's and after I pay, I saw there was a dime sitting in the change return. Since I often have to pay parking meters, I grabbed it and threw it in my pocket. Big mistake. There was a woman with her freshly popped baby at the self-checkout next to me, and she saw me grab the change. She just yelled at me, you can't take that. When I looked over confused, she said that because I paid with a card, I couldn't take the change left by another shopper, and that those were for cash users like her so they wouldn't have to break a bill. Obviously, I've seen that at a convenience store, leave a penny thing, but never in a change return at a grocery store. The clerk walked up and asked what was up, and I just said that she was mad I took change out of the return, and I grabbed my bags and walked off, while the woman was still fuming at the employee. It was just such an over-the-top reaction to the stupidest little thing. As somebody that's gone through plenty of self-checkout, I can tell you confidently that they didn't leave that dime there on purpose. This was no pass it forward, leave a penny type deal. Somebody likely just forgot to get their change or somebody doesn't care about carrying around coins. God forbid we now need to start gatekeeping change in the change return at a self-checkout. Our next story is from Boba Milk T76. My mom spent my entire life destroying any ounce of self-confidence I've ever had. Overly dramatic vent warning, also ED trigger warning, but hi, I'm 20 years old. I've spent my entire life, for as long as I could remember, having my mom tell me how fat I was, how ugly I was, as well as pointing out flaws and insecurities I didn't even know I had. I remember being like five, and as she was giving me a bath, she made me sit down and count my stretch marks and stomach flabs. 
I spent my entire life thinking that carbs were bad and it was normal to be fed literal pieces of lettuce for dinner. I've always been built big for being an Asian girl cause I got a weird butt, huge shoulders, etc. I was a chubby child with chipmunk cheeks that never went away. I've always been sizes 2-4 to four, which I personally feel like is not fat. If you're bigger than me and you're reading this, don't feel offended or bad, you're fine just the way you are. And don't let my messed up perceptions of body image make you feel unworthy. My teenager years were spent bent over a toilet, vomiting and sobbing, counting calories, restrictions, binge eating, and associating food with guilt. I knew what a restrictive diet was before I even turned 10. I've spent every single day of my existence hating every single part of myself. She would make me dinner and watch me eat while telling me how fat I was and what diets I should start. That must be some form of psychological abuse, I swear, because how could you sit there watching me eat the meal that you made me while telling me how fat I was? She still constantly cooks food for me, portions the food, or buys takeout and degrades me while I eat. She would sit there acting like a loving and endearing mother while fixing my hair, smiling, and telling me to lose weight. It's funny because my grandparents overfed me because I was constantly hungry and had insane cravings from my mother not allowing me to eat more than three spoonfuls of rice. This led to a cycle of me binging and restricting which started in elementary school. I was a child. I didn't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. Every time I eat, I instinctively rip off pieces of bread or throw away spoonfuls of rice. I was taught to rip off pizza crust to remove the extra calories and put paper towels on top of it to soak up extra oil and grease. Fried chicken? More like skinless chicken thighs squished around paper towels to soak up grease. Sometimes I get confused looks from my boyfriend for peeling the batter off of my chicken nuggets. Anything to save a calorie or two, right? A year ago, my coworker, who was like an older brother to me, died. I was overwhelmed, stressed, and had horrible anxiety that led to me not eating or throwing up everything. I was at my skinniest. My mom finally showed me love. She told me how proud she was of me and how beautiful I was. I cried every night, purged, and could barely stand up because of how sick and dizzy I felt. My boyfriend and I almost broke up because I was so horrible and mean because I was just so hungry. I looked so good though. My mom reminds me every day of how beautiful I was and how she wishes I could be like that again every day. My stepdad tells me how I should go back to working in that place because the trauma made me thin. Every day I get told that I need to relive the most traumatic event in my life in order to look pretty. All the times I've cried, left the dinner table, screamed and locked myself in my room wasn't enough. She tells me that it's her duty as my mother to make sure I'm pretty. What a waste, she would say. What a waste of your youth, don't you want to be pretty? Ironically, my entire youth was destroyed because of her. My self-image is screwed. I will never know what it's like to feel normal. I'll never know what it's like to eat food without calculating calories and guilt. I'll never get the last 20 years of my life back. I will never get to enjoy food. I cried to my therapist today while we discussed ways for me to heal. I thought I made progress. 30 minutes ago, my mom made my favorite food, called me out to dinner, 
Before I even got in a bite, she told me she feels so depressed because of how fat I've gotten and I need to go on more diets. She said because she's my mom, she's entitled and is inherently allowed to say these things and it's not wrong. As a full-time student struggling to balance education and minimum wage jobs, it feels almost impossible. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details story time is sponsored by BetterHelp. nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health whether that's something stressful at work in a personal relationship or something else i know that i really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me that's why i'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor better help If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. ...able to move out, especially because the average rent here is like $3,000. I'm grateful to have a roof over my head. I just wish the form of payment wasn't verbal abuse. But thank you, Mom, for showing me how to not to parent. I'll never do the same to my future kids. I'll do everything in my power to make them feel loved and safe. I will die before I let you ruin their birthdays and scraping the frosting off of their favorite cake. As hard as it may be and how long of a road it may still be for OP, I think the clear-cut thing here is at any cost, get away from their parents. Cut them off, it's not worth it. Obviously, there's quite a road ahead for OP to be able to have that independence, finding work with a stable enough income and whatnot, but I wish them the best of luck. This next story is from your Blorbo, that feeling when you're a neurodivergent kid and you get told all the time you don't understand social situations well enough. 
and you spend your whole life trying to study faces and expressions and double meanings and take classes to identify things. But then you're at home still, and you keep getting told the same things. You should have understood what that meant. You just can't read my face well enough. And you tell a friend, I'm having autistic problems again. And she says, oh, I didn't know you had autism. And in a single exchange, it feels like your world shatters. You start asking other people, and your friends all say similar things. Seriously? You're very intuitive. Man, I'm sorry, I didn't know, but you're really good at passing. And you start to wonder if your disability is as bad as you think it is at home. Maybe your parents don't want a normal kid, they want a mind reader. I actually think sadly that there's a lot of parents out there that treat their kids the way OP's been treated here that are actually just abusive or narcissistic or overall not great people that are these kids' parents. I've dealt with people who have anger issues or are narcissists and they have no patience and when they're asking you about something and you don't just get it, they can flare up and lash out at you and basically make you feel like a I don't know, it just makes you feel the worst of yourself and you put yourself down and all this lashing out or putting you down that they do could have been resolved if they just communicated more, if they just used their words and tried to explain what it is they're thinking. This next story is from Little Sister Binks, entitled Mother-in-Law Ruined Relationship with My Husband Because He Doesn't Do Enough and He Owes Her Because I'm His Mother. She also ruined his relationship with his brother because mother-in-law constantly tells him my husband doesn't do enough. How can I help fix this? More info, my husband works 50 hours a week and travels out of town often, has other property, vehicles, our own family and house to take care of. We never ask mother-in-law for anything. We take her out to dinner and pay once or twice a month and buy her nice things on Mother's Day and her B-Day and buy her things she needs like recently special bulbs, a walker, portable potty. His brother works part-time, lives in his friend's basement, just got a car from mother-in-law, and she pays his auto insurance, gas, plus for his phone and health insurance. He takes her garbage out, changes light bulbs, cooks for her once a week, does other chores for her. So apparently she's been witching to his brother about how my husband doesn't do enough and how he didn't visit her during COVID. Now the brother said he's never talking to us again. My husband spoke to her, and she basically doesn't think she did anything wrong. And she actually lied about the scene at first to try and defend the brother. Frankly, I'm not gonna lie, them acting this way and trying to cut off OP might be for the best. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if after a while they try to come crawling back. Or, more likely, they'll pop up out of nowhere and immediately start trying to guilt trip OP for not doing anything. Our next story is from 90% The Tiro, How My Father Made Me Steal My Own Belongings. I've already told you about my father yelling at me when I was 12 years old that I was costing him too much money after sending me to the doctor when I was sick on my own on a bike. I will now explain why I had to steal my own belongings. When I was 14 or 15, my parents broke up. My father fought for custody, and as he already had a house, yes, he kept it, the judge tipped in his favor. My sisters and I had to live with my dad and every other weekend we had to go to my mom's. When I was 15, I moved in with my mother. Being considered old enough to make a decision, the judge's decision no longer applied to me. But when my sisters had to stay with my father for the weekend, my mother would push me to go too, just to keep a family connection. During those weekends, so many stupid things happened that I couldn't list them all, but here's the stupidest of them all. 
After selling all my DS games, bought with my own pocket money, my father bought us an R4 for me and one of my sisters, whom we will call Lucy. My younger sister, who we'll call Sam, didn't have a DS at that time because she broke everything she had. While I was playing in the living room, Sam came to ask me to lend her the DS. As I was in the middle of a game, I refused and told her she can get it later, so she went to complain to my father. Sam was always the golden child for my father. He always said that he wanted a boy, and was proud when Sam was born. He would give her anything. Sam was born a boy but came out trans last year, so I would continue to say her. My dad walked into the living room, asking me to give my sister the DS. I explained that I was in the middle of a game, and he gave me 10 minutes to save and give the DS to Sam. Being a 15-year-old who loves video games, I wasn't necessarily happy, but I accepted because I love my sister, and I have another video game who I wanted to play with on another console. After 10 minutes, Sam came back to ask for the DS again. Not having a saving point, I told her to wait 2 minutes to have some time to save, and then lend her the DS. Sam went to see my dad. This one, he comes in raging in the living room to yell at me that I was selfish, that I kept disobeying him, and that if I acted like my mother, I could go back home. I called my mom and I went upstairs in my room to pack my things up, this time intending not to return for a long time. I started to empty my closet with the help of Lucy. When my father saw my bag full, he refused to let me bring my clothes with me, explaining these are clothes he bought with his money and that therefore they stayed here. One, it wasn't true, it was my mother who bought me these clothes. Two, it wasn't true, half the clothes were from my mother or my cousins. And three, what did he want to do with the clothes of a 15 year old? So I talked to Lucy and we made a plan. I filled my bag with things that I could take to my mother's house, aka my toothbrush, my pajamas, two outfits and my homework and I filled another bag with all my other clothes. Knowing the house and the location of my father and Sam, I sent Lucy to make sure they're there, I went through another way in the house to get to the ground floor, opened a window and I hid the bag outside, where I knew no one would pick it up. Then I pretended I walked the dog out before my mom got here. During my walk I got the bag, got closer to the road where my mother was going to arrive, and I hid it again. I then enjoyed a last moment with my dog, I hugged him and said goodbye. The dog was very old and I felt that it was my last moment with him. He passed a few weeks later. Then my mother arrived, I left without saying goodbye and I got my stuff before I went to my mother's house. When I explained everything to her on the road, she told me that I would only go to my father's house if I wanted to, that she had already talked to Lucy and that she would also move to my mother's house when she was 14. That's not how it happened but that's a story for later. My father never knew what happened. Sam recently remembered this story, apologized, and was really surprised to learn how I'd stolen my stuff. I still have a lot to tell you about my father, and as the stories go, will crescendo on stupidity, manipulation, and illegality. Yes, you read that right. Honestly, I'm just glad that OP's mom was so supportive of them. I think it's great that OP's mom was wanting OP to still go over there to maintain a relationship with their father, and when it was revealed to not be a healthy thing at all, OP's mom said, all right, I won't ever force you. That's a good mom. Our next story is from Technician Sad 4781 My sister keeps waking me up for no reason. My sister is nearly 20. I have my room right next to the apartment door that led outside. She has school at 7am and wakes up at 5am. Never whispers, always screams across the house, and wakes me up 90% of the time. I've been asking about this for over a year. 
Mom always reminds her, but there's just nothing. But when sister sleeps, I have to whisper from the opposite side of the house in the afternoon. My sleep schedule is screwed. Doesn't matter what I do, it just doesn't help. She always uses the excuse that she has to study and mom just nods, but literally screams in the morning and I'm not allowed to even whisper in my natural voice. I'm on the verge of breaking down. You gotta love the good old sibling double standard. I feel bad for OP. I just hope they can find a way to figure it out because having a bad sleep schedule is one of the worst things that can happen to you. People need to get reliable sleep. And our final story of the day is from Chaotic Cleric. Entitled parents try to bully my brother-in-law into giving them his inheritance. Today's story highlights how a couple of trash cans attempt to financially abuse their adult child. Background info, my 43-year-old female, husband's parents are terrible people for a lot of reasons, but I'm going to try to keep this short. Hubs, 44-year-old male, has been living on his own since he was 17. His parents kicked him out of the house because his older brother, brother brother-in-law, 46-year-old male, didn't break down moving boxes or some other petty crap. Entitled parents just decided they were done being parents and gave both boys the boot. We've been together for 26 years, so I've seen these garbage parents in action for a long time. Brother-in-law was permitted to live with them intermittently after the initial boot, Hubs never asked them for anything again, and were extremely low contact with them. My husband's grandparents both passed away last year, within days of each other due to old age. They were really nice grandparents, and a great set of role models for our family. After they passed away, we were given some household items, and didn't expect anything from the estate. Unbeknownst to us, there was a portion left for each of the adult grandchildren. The aunt in charge of the estate recently sent a letter telling my husband how proud grandpa was of him and a check for 5000 This was a really nice gift. Hubs has depression issues stemming from childhood, so having something tangible for him to hold on to and read from grandpa was so nice. Because we're doing so well, we're able to just deposit the check into savings. This estate planner said the grandparents would be very happy that we're saving it. Brother-in-law struggled through a young adulthood and has some codependency issues with entitled parents. He's been living away from the entitled parents for several years now and has overcome some significant problems. Brother-in-law recently bought a house and also said he was planning on putting money into savings. Entitled parents caught wind that the boys were given some money, so they called brother-in-law. Entitled parents were drunk and belligerent. They claimed brother-in-law owed them between two to 5000 but they would settle for $1,000. Now, brother-in-law is doing much better than he had ever been. I'm super proud of him. He was able to put this inheritance into savings, but he literally just emptied out his savings account to buy his house. His car needs work, his wife is disabled, and he has four children. He needs an emergency cushion. Entitled parents bullied brother-in-law into agreeing to send them $1,000. Brother-in-law hasn't sent the money to the entitled parents yet. He made a payment arrangement to start the next pay period, 10 payments of $100. This owed money is supposedly from when entitled parents and brother-in-law were all living together over six years ago. Brother-in-law paid the full amount of rent and utilities at that time. The entitled parents were supposed to pay for food and help babysit, 
Full disclosure, the whole group is dysfunctional together. Polly's substance abuse was a household problem. Brother-in-law is sober now, entitled parents are not. My husband calls brother-in-law just for brother time. Brother-in-law tells my husband what entitled parents did. Brother-in-law stressed out. Brother-in-law doesn't want to give entitled parents money, but feels like he has to. Brother-in-law also owes us some money because we paid his light bill a few months. Note, entitled parents would let their grandkids go without heat in the winter. They were asked and refused to help with the light bill. Brother-in-law keeps promising to repay us and he's stressing out because he hadn't paid it back yet. We aren't even stressing the light bill money and haven't even asked for repayment. My husband tells brother-in-law under no terms should he send money to entitled parents. Grandparents sent that money to grandkids through the estate planner. We assume they did it specifically because if they sent it through entitled parents, it wouldn't have come. Brother-in-law is nervous because he's on shaky ground with entitled parents. Husband said, who cares, they're terrible parents and you're better off without them around. Brother-in-law agrees and says he won't send them the money. Husband told brother-in-law, if entitled parents call again and ask for money, then let them know the estate planner will be notified of their attempts to hustle him out of money. Entitled parents were also given an inheritance, but they borrowed money from the grandparents several times over the years. Each time they borrowed, grandparents stated this money comes from your future portion of the estate. I don't know what the entitled parents were left with after all their borrowing, and we don't really care. Next episode, with permission from Kiddo, what these entitled grandparents said to their non-binary grandchild at last year's joint grandparent funeral. I think it definitely goes without saying that the brother-in-law should not send this money to them whatsoever. Considering, yeah, they were living with the entitled parents, but brother-in-law was paying the full utilities and the full amount of rent? And it was over six years ago? As far as I'm concerned, brother-in-law doesn't owe them anything. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another entitled parent story that was crazier than any of these stories, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. That said, though, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.